the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at Valley Ranch. The Dallas Cowboys select Zach Martin. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Welcome once again to the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at Valley Ranch. Brian brought us along with Dane Brugler, CBS Sports, David Hellman. Morning. How we doing, guys? 13 days. 13 days? Can't wait. This boat, we started off, feel a little bit like, I'm going to show my history knowledge, Magellan. If you, wow. What those did, guys. What did Magellan do? I don't know. He did something <laughs> famous. He the Nina, the Pina, the Santa Rita, but that no, was Columbus. That's Columbus. That's yep. Columbus. Magellan was the first guy to circumnavigate the globe. Oh, that's what we've been doing in this draft show. Really? I think so. Okay. I think we've carried this thing. It's to the point where I'm excited about it. I'm anxious about it. I'm excited about the actual draft. I'm getting a little worn down by the speculation. You shouldn't get worn down by speculation. I think that's what makes the draft great. There's so many scenarios, you know, and that's that's what mock drafts are. Like, I've been doing. I've done probably a hundred mock drafts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not an exaggeration. No, it's not. And it's. Are you running out of ideas? Well, yeah, and the point of these mock drafts, I'm not trying to be 100% accurate. You know, like, it's, I don't really care. Yeah. I just want to look at different scenarios. You know, okay, if, if Marcus Mariota ends up going number two, how does that, uh, you know, play out? What's the ripple effect? It, the draft's fascinating because one pick in the top 10 that's different than we think can have a ripple effect that changes everything down the line. And whether that's a quarterback or, you know, whatever it ends up being. That's the fascinating thing about the draft. There's so many different scenarios. It's more unpredictable than the NCAA tournament. I mean, anything out there. So uh, it's what makes it great. Yeah, I, I've I've grown this time of year, and those guys are are sitting in that draft room right now, putting together their board. And this was always an exciting time for me because you had you had all the you were starting to do the film work. I mean, you're getting the you're getting the general manager and Steven and all them and Garrett. You're getting them up to speed. There's a lot of things that, you know, you already had known about. But the fact that you have the medicals, you know, we get the girly recheck this weekend. Right. The fact that he was here last weekend, they have a yeah. real good understanding of where that knee at is. Um, but the, the further we've gone at, uh, along here, I'm starting to realize, and you talked about mock drafts, I'm starting to th- feel like that there are certain players that just aren't going to be there. Yeah. You know, guys, like you say, we've talked about, Dane, you brought it up a long time ago about the cornerback situation. And we've talked about, Dave, you've gone on record about this this situation here with the Cowboys. The more you look at all these teams ahead of Dallas, the more likely that they might not get the opportunity to draft a Jones or a Peters or somebody like that. See, I feel like I kind of disagree with you there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I at this point in time, I feel like of the positions that we agree that they would want slash need, mm-hmm. I feel like cornerback is the best bet for there to be a, a good pick there. I think defensive end or linebacker myself. See, and that's the unpredictable part of the draft is the corner situation. How many corners are off the board? And, you know, just looking at the top, say the top four, yeah. with Waynes, uh, Byron Jones, Kevin Johnson, and uh, Marcus Peters, whatever order yeah. that ends up going, will one of those four guys be on the board for the Cowboys at 27? If they are... I think that's the pick. If it yeah. if they're not, I agree. Then they shift a little. But bit. let me let me just let me just throw some stuff who, who out there. You, who are you thinking that's going to be their defensive end? Odiggy? Odiggy. Yeah. I think I think this is going to sound funny, but I think one of the UCLA kids is going to be taken at Kendricks. 20, yeah, Kendricks or Odiggy at twenty-seven. I do because I, I just going through and I did this on uh, Talking Cowboys uh, the other day, and I started with Tennessee at two, and I'm just teams that could use a cornerback. As maybe as a top three need, yeah, we'll get into it more next week. I want to get into some more of these guys as far as needs and stuff. Tennessee at two, Jacksonville at three, Oakland at four, St. Louis at ten, Minnesota at eleven, New Orleans at thirteen, Miami at fourteen. Well, and Dane's, you know, Dane's been saying this all spring. Is that's the point I'm trying to make. There isn't a team on that list that doesn't need. Yeah, a and that's what I'm saying. I mean, as far as one of the three team needs now. It, you know, will the quality of the corner stretch? I, I thought that it would stretch. I, until you go in and start physically saying, okay, 
you know, what does the San Diego Chargers need? What do the Kansas City Chiefs need? But it's, and that, that's what I mean. Yeah, everybody on that list could use a cornerback. I mean, you know, as a top three need. Top three, but also there's plenty of teams. I mean, for every team you just mentioned, a few of them might need a Vic Beasley or a Dante Fowler. No, right? no, that's you know? true. And, and that's true. And sure, there might true. be other teams also but, that need. I mean, every all 32 teams could use another corner. I mean, it might not be in their top three need, but when they co- when it's their pick on the board, a corner might be their top player okay, on their board. My so. question into you guys is, as in what you've seen, is the cornerback the best position in this draft? For the quality of the player. At least in the first round, I think so. I think there's um, just an overall draft. you can't say the runners. Well, can you, you can maybe say your edge rushers. Well, if, if we're talking overall draft yeah. in, in terms of depth and, you know, all things considered, um, to me it's you're talking about corner, yeah. you're talking about wide receiver, running backs in there. And in pass rusher, I think those four positions are uh, are in that conversation. And I think depending on who you talk to, you'll get a different answer. Who the deepest position is, uh, you know what the what the best position is altogether. Because with running back, we might have ten in the top one hundred. Right. With wide receiver, we're not probably not going to match last year in terms of the star power. And we had four receivers or a thousand yards receiving last year. But the overall depth is outstanding. I mean, even if you don't get one of those top three receivers, uh, the Amari uh, Cooper, Kevin White, Devontae Parker, you can still get a Brashad Perryman or a DGB or uh, Jalen Strong, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, the depth in each round is outstanding. Pass rusher is outstanding. And, and then, of course, corner. So I, I think those four positions are, are the ones for me I look at as the deepest and the strongest in this draft. You think the run will be – so you're saying, though, you think more of a run at receiver – or are you saying more of a run? Do you think the run's going to be a corner in the first I, round? corner with receiver? I think that um, we're going to we're going to see the top three receivers off the board quickly, and yeah. then um, it's going to be the rest of the first round is going to be a little hit or miss. I, we might see Brashad Perryman go somewhere in there, Jalen Strong maybe, um, you know, DGB maybe. Philip Dorsett could sneak in there. We don't, you know, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I feel much stronger saying that the corners, we're going to see five or six in the first round. I think you'll see corners taken throughout the first round. Whereas, I mean, yeah, I think there's like probably two top 12 receivers, and then you have to wait a little while before the next one. See, that's what I'm trying to say. If maybe a guy like I mocked last week or when we first did the mock of Byron Jones, I don't have that. I don't have that great feeling. I put Byron Jones, the Cowboys, the first time around thinking that he was going to be there. And the more you really dive into this, I don't think Byron Jones and even Peters are going to be there when Dallas picks at 27 for a corner. And let's let's uh, get something straight with Byron Jones. I, I've got a lot of questions about him being a workout warrior and his combine boosting yeah. him up oh, the, absolutely. the uh, draft board. And that's not the case. He His yeah. tape matches no, absolutely what, it does. what he – the n- testing numbers that he put up. Absolutely. He was caught up in a case of he was on a terrible team at UConn, terrible right. team. And he missed almost all of uh, most. He was out since October. Um, so he missed half the season, the second half of the season. So he didn't play at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he was limited throughout the pre-draft process. So, you know, he was a little bit of a, a underrated. I mean, he went kind of under the radar a little bit. But, I mean, he, he's been on the radar. He just not a guy we talked about a lot because of the injuries and the fact that he was overlooked a little bit. But he's, his tape absolutely matches it. He's worth a top 20 pick. Let me throw this to you because we talked about trading back for a running back last week. Mm-hmm. All right, you don't think the top four corners will be there. I don't think you would want to draft Rowe or Darby in at twenty seven. Is that just, uh, yeah, yes, it, yes it, or no? You don't have to. No, I don't. No. I no, I wouldn't. If we if if I told you that you could trade back into the mid thirties or even forty and take one of those guys, would you feel better about it? Cornerback. I'm, that's just a hypothetical. I'm trying to think because I'm I'm more interested. I'm more interested if I'm going to trade back. I'm more interested in getting one of those running, running backs. backs. Me, me, me personally. I mean, I understand your scenario that you're asking me you about just a corner. Took my hypothetical and just ignored it. <laughs> no, completely. I no, I didn't ignore it. I'm just saying though, if you ask me to trade back, I'm interested in going to get my guy Coleman or Ajayi. You know, I'm I'm interested in that. Let's, I'm interested right, so in that. You, I'm not interested in backing up for a corner. No, okay. I'm not. So you don't. I would wait. rather go up. I would rather go up to get a corner than go back. That's mm. just me. Or wait and get a, a Nelson or you know a corner yeah. later or a Josh Shaw. You feel better about getting a corner at sixty than a running back at sixty? I think. I mean, I don't think there's a shot at getting a running back at sixty myself. Do you ever? And I. I that's pre- the problem. That's the issue. <laughs> I pretty much agree with you. I do. 
but do you ever think like we're so hyper focused and like we have a pretty good idea what they're thinking that I mean maybe you know maybe you can't see the forest for the trees type of thing like I mean well, yeah, you I mean, get so stuck on one line of logic and it makes sense I'm not saying it doesn't but you never know how it's going to play out We could out. see a running back slip to 60 it's possible I mean I have two I years have TJ Yeldon well, two, well, two year two years ago I never would have guessed Eddie Lacy would have fallen to the 61st pick in the second round That's a fair and, point. and the Packers would get Eddie Lacy I never would have thought that would have happened That's a great point I I've talked to people who think Ajayi is a decent bet to last I mean, really? Yeah, it's possible. I I don't. I don't. I don't see it either. But I wonder if that's just because you kind of get into this line. And that's what makes the draft unpredictable. Because in the second round, you know, we could see some maybe some first round guys uh, fall out of the first round to the second round. You know, that starts to make up part of the second round. Some guys fall a little bit, and and it might be a case where teams are waiting for that running back run. Yeah. Before they start taking them. The the scary thing to me is going to be when the first when the first running back after I mean Gurley and Gordon are beasts unto themselves right. but when that first other running back goes i think you're gonna start to see them all oh no i agree. like dominoes kent garrison is our producer today on the show uh, he handles all the um the calls the interaction with the fans so uh kent no you got one on the line let's go where you're we uh, do what, what do you got uh dale in richmond virginia dale we're doing great what's your question yeah, glad to see y'all doing great uh first of all um i mostly agree with what you said as far as um defensive end and the linebackers. But um, I was wondering um, if Dane could go into um, detail about two defensive tackles, one from Washington State and uh, another one from Northern um, Iowa. From what I read, they both um, can get to the quarterback. And um, Dane, uh, order your draft guide. I was expecting to get the book. But somehow I got the um, online version. I wanted the book because of the easy for me to use because I'm paralyzed and I wonder, is there a number that I can um, call to maybe get an exchange? I'm willing to pay the extra for to get the book. Well, no, and I apologize. It's, uh, you know, for everyone, uh, if you're interested in the book, it's a PDF-only version. It's only uh, on digital, but I know, you know, a lot of people end up printing it out. Yeah. Uh, that is an option. I know that's something, um, you know, we've done here. Um uh, and hopefully that's something you're able to do is, is take the online version. It's easily uh, it's easy to print. Um, but to your question about the defensive tackle, Xavier Cooper out of Washington State, yeah. uh, a player that a little out of position at Washington State, but mm-hmm. the five technique. I think he's more of probably a three technique. Absolutely. Uh, interesting background. Uh, went, you know, kind of overlooked during the recruiting process. Went to Washington State, and really, uh, y- you see a, a talented player, uh, a, a very quick, very athletic, and he showed that. The testing numbers backed that up absolutely. So sure did. I, I think he he was more of a flash player on tape, and I think if you can hone that and get more of a snap to snap, reliable player, you you got something there. So I think Cooper. Uh, is in that top 100 mix somewhere, and then who? Uh, oh, Xavier Williams out yeah. of uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, Northern Iowa, um, a player that I saw at the East West Shrine game. Got a chance to see him live. Sure, um, he he played more of a a, 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 a tilted nose at at, Nor- at UNI, but I think he's more of a, a three technique or a five technique at the NFL level. Another guy who who's quick, and I love the motor. I love I love the relentlessness that it gives. He, um, he he was a, a combine snub. He, he's going to be one of the first combine snubs drafted this year, probably somewhere in those those middle rounds, fourth, fifth, sixth round somewhere. But uh, a good player who um, he's not going to be a starter from day one, but I think he'll push the starters and be someone that you can get on the third day who can contribute. Yeah, and you know I, uh, I I'm I'm with you about the book. It, it to me it was just, you know put it together. It, you know best you can. It, it it works out well. Get it printed out and stuff like that. But uh, you know. I think one day you'll have that thing printed. You'll be hey if printed. I could, if I could uh, it, it costs so much to print these things. So yeah. if I could do that, I would. But uh, you know, I, a lot of people end up printing it, and I yeah. think it works out well. For Absolutely, people that do that. Yeah, and I and some I, people will print it and bind it for you. Thank yeah, you, Brian. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, you talk about real quick though. Uh, you know, we got uh, a few minutes before we got to go for our first break. Talk about your your thirty two, I believe, and I tweeted it out last night. Your your combine snubs, yeah. and and just maybe highlight. Uh, you know, three or four guys out of that group that you think uh, that can uh, – and that's up on CBS Sports too, by the way, isn't it? Yeah, they, it's on CBS Sports. It's You know, last year we had 32 non-combine guys drafted, and we, that's about the average every year. It's about 30 guys every year. That's a so, high number in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's it, it's tough because – you know, 252, yeah. yeah. 
Well, and you figure there's about 330 uh, invited to the Combine every sure. year. So yeah. there's over 100 Combine invites that don't get drafted. Right. Um, but, you know, through one reason or another, these, some of these guys go overlooked. And I think, um, you know, absolutely Xavier Williams from uh, defensive tackle out of Northern Iowa was one of them. Uh, to me, the biggest Combine snub was Shaq Mason, yeah. the interior lineman from Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Uh, now you got to play at center, right? I, I think he's best at center, but yeah. he can play guard as well. Um, and I think he, you know, he was at the Senior Bowl, and he sh- did well for himself. Do you think that people overlook him because of the offense that absolutely. he plays in? Absolutely. I mean, it's that option. It's, attack. option. it's an offense that doesn't translate to the NFL at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, and the way they block that is completely foreign. So, yeah, I can see that. Right. He, was, he was on the yeah. ground, yeah. you know, 80% of the time yeah, because exactly. that's what he was asked to do. Cut right. blocks. Cut block, and, yeah. You know, uh, just launch himself, basically. But when you look at the athleticism, it's really impressive. So, I think Shaq Mason definitely – um, yeah, he's a player that's going to be drafted, not only drafted, but you know maybe you know towards the early parts of the day three. Uh, and there's there's guys at every position uh, you look at. Um, wide receiver, there are quite a few. Quarterback, uh, Chris Bonner from Colorado State Pueblo. Yeah, that, that's the kind of the guy I pegged uh, to get drafted, who wasn't at the combine. Um, you know, a big kid. He, he's so raw, but you see a lot of ability, a lot of base traits that you want at the quarterback position. So uh, I think that's a possibility as well. So uh, will we have 32 guys combine snubs drafted this year? We'll see. Uh, it could be lower. It could be higher. We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But I think those are 32 guys that I think are possibilities. Did you take a peek at Gabe Martin at all from Bowling Green? I did, and he did make that list. Um, I, I, there were a few Mac linebackers, uh, Silvestri, uh, the Toledo guy, and then Gabe Martin out of right. Bowling Green. He, you love, uh, you love the energy that he shows. He's athletic. He runs all over the field. Um, you know, he can get blocked pretty easily and taken out of the play. But right. when he's able to have free space to operate, he he can, he has the range that you want. So I think he's a guy that you look for maybe on special teams. Um, and you know, he can be an impact guy there while he you know fights for a job uh, and the linebacker. Keep court. an eye on him. And Dane gave you some. He painted a really nice picture of the player action. Yeah, and and uh, Gabe Martin from Bowling Green, and um, and I I've done the player myself, and I totally agree with what Dane has said about the player, but keep an eye on him against Wisconsin. I watched him play some Sam linebacker, and this is you know when you talk about the Cowboys, uh, and them looking for a potential Sam linebacker, uh, he was also one of their thirty visits. As well. There so that's a that's, little bit of insight right there for that's you. That's the telling stat Dane, right Dane's there. Dane's got you a guy right there on his list. You should go check that list out. But also keep an eye on Gabe Martin, linebacker from Bowling Green. The games I watched were Ohio, Western Kentucky, and Wisconsin. What round are we thinking? I was thinking I have him later in the draft, more probably six type around right. seven. I, I gave him a priority free agent grade, yeah. but it wouldn't be shocking to see him oh. come off the board 6-7. I, I, yeah. watched, I watched him with you for yeah, five I, or six I, minutes. Melvin Gordon all over the place. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Dallas, yeah. with Dallas with two picks in the seventh, you know, and right. I, I don't you, – you could be absolutely right about the player. I thought more about that 236 or 243 right. where they're picking. Keep an eye on Gabe Martin. Again, played a little Sam linebacker against Wisconsin. 6'2", 234, 461 speed is what I had. So, okay, we're going to take our first break and then come back. Dave Hellman's going to take over the program with a little Twitter on the 20. So stay Sweet. tuned from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Well, the AT&T distributed antenna system is up and running for the start of this Renaissance Fair. They could have used the nation's most reliable 4G LTE network in medieval times. Yeah, say you're hanging out with a fair maiden and an evil warlock at the old tavern. You could post a group photo. Wrong. A fair maiden and an evil warlock would never hang out together. Want to get a giant turkey leg? Yay. AT&T, building you a better network. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Reliability claim based on analysis of independent third-party data regarding national carriers 4G LTE, 4G LTE, not available everywhere. Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marfa, and before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires, 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. With the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card, you can earn 1% cash back on all purchases all the time. 2% cash back on groceries and 3% cash back on gas. Apply today at bankofamerica.com slash get cash back. 
Grocery and gas bonus rewards apply to 1500 in combined purchases each quarter. Call 1-888-224-8735 for details about credit costs and terms. Copyright 2013 Bank of America Corporation. Score your next home with great rates and great service from SWBC Mortgage. Visit score.swbcmortgage.com to find a branch near you and pre-qualify today for your new home purchase or loan refinance. SWBC Mortgage at score.swbcmortgage.com presenting sponsor of The Legends Show featuring former Dallas Gridiron greats. Loans are subject to credit approval. NMLS number 9741. Equal housing lender. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here on the Draft Show, Brian Broaddus. Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison driving the bus right now. Um, Dane talked about his uh, book. You can still get that if you go to his Twitter account, right? DP yep, Brugler. DP Brugler. And uh, don't forget find, about ours. Find a way to order that. And yes, I'll show you. Make ours. sure you get this one. Yeah, uh, Dane was a was nice enough to contribute to this one as well. This is a Star Magazine one, and uh, we're very proud of of the the work we were able to do. Um, we. Uh, Dane covers a lot more guys in his book. Ours, though, we have some stories about the players and stuff, too, and, and also some scouting reports as well. So you can get this at uh, at uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Shop Cowboys is where I believe you can get this is uh, one of the uh, one of the sites. I have all those all those terms and stuff on my computer, but Dave is using it right now. But uh, we'll get you the link where you can order this. You can order the single copies or it be as part of your uh, coverage that you get or the subscription that you get uh, with to the Star Magazine along with all the stuff during the season, the the Cheerleader Magazine, and then this as well as part. So this is the April one. So check it out if you could. A lot of good stories in here, uh, some scouting reports. And, again, Dane Brugler did a really good job helping us with uh, current comparisons of NFL players to some of these draft picks. So Mock draft, too. Yeah. Which is probably outdated of, by now, but yeah. it's uh, – it, I think it, it worked out pretty well with the. Uh, it did. It did. I, I'm really. I'm very excited about this. I think every year we'll get better at doing this, and I'm. I'm really uh, proud to be a part of uh, something that well. So we'll get you the link where you can order that. Uh, right now, I want to go to Chandler in Oklahoma. Chandler, we're doing great. What's your question, sir? Yeah, I got two quick questions, guys. One, when are we finally going to hear something on Greg Hardy's suspension? Um, because that could fairly impact draft plans if it's let's say eight games as opposed to two or four. And uh, second of all, uh, for those of us who don't have a Twitter, um, where can we get Dane's uh, draft book? Uh, does he have an actual website or something that we can go to and download it from there? And that's all I got. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chandler. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I've relied on Twitter, to be honest with you, to, to get that out there. there the uh, Let me pull up the, the link. Maybe it's, Google? It's Google my, Dane Brugler draft guide, and it'll come up. Yeah, uh, and the link is myfootballnews.com uh, uh, under products, um, and it's under there. So myfootballnews.com, um, if you go there under products, um, that, that's where you can find my draft guide. So that's uh easy way to do that if you don't have a Twitter. I think the Hardy thing will come up here. It's got to it's it's fall yeah. before the draft. Yeah, it I, will. I, I believe it will fall. Would, yeah, that would be Bush League by the NFL. We answered a question in the mailbag, I think, about we that. We did. It, it, but, and, I mean, to that point, Adrian Peterson not getting any suspension time has, I mean. Nothing to do with nothing it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, so I think, you'll, I think you'll know something he's here. Gonna, he's going to get something, and i got to believe it's going to come sometime in the next two weeks. Absolutely. How do you think that does uh, alter the draft plans, if it does at I don't all. think it does at all, okay. myself. I, I, don't, I don't think it changes your, I mean, because, you know. Even though I even though I said that they could draft, but I think it's about draft plans. I think you're looking at maybe future teams. Well, you can never, you can never. Like I mean, obviously, with your first round pick, you want a guy that can contribute immediately. But right. You got to keep three and four years in the future in mind. And Greg yep. Hardy right now is a one year player. Absolutely. So. And may, he might even be. He might even be like a twelve game player. Or yeah, he might be ten game player. Eight right? game player. Eight game player. You're right, absolutely right. So, thanks for the call there, Chandler. Okay, Dave and Kent, hit it. Twitter, Twitter on the twenty. All right, we got some we got some really nice stuff today. Uh, and I, since we're talking about Greg Hardy, and thanks for bringing a pen that doesn't click. You're welcome, everyone. This pen does not click, so I hope I'm not ruining your broadcast this week. Um, so we just talked about Greg Hardy. So yeah. I think this is really pertinent. Jim Jim points out they moved up to get Demarcus Lawrence last right. year because he was the last best right defensive end. True. Correct. True. You 
sign Greg Hardy to play right defensive end, and you plan to move Demarcus Lawrence to left, right? Right. So what's correct? What, what's going on with defensive end in this draft? What are you looking at, left or right? I'm looking at left. This team went out to look for a right defensive end. That was Will's plan from the word go. They were looking for a right defensive end. But you feel comfortable moving Lawrence to left in the interim? And I mean, that's exactly what you're going to do. And you might, and it might be a situation where you'd say, okay, maybe you you adjust with Mincy. Mincy's going to be gone potentially after this year. Right. So what right. you would do then is you would say, okay, Hardy's gone. Mincy's gone. Now you're going to need a right defensive end. I, I think that they would go and draft somebody, like I say, Odigizua would be, to me, would be a guy that you could play in that rotation. It, it's not about who starts, in my opinion. It's about the rotation, sure. who, who the who the best guys in that group are. But you want a guy with a better left-end skill set. I think initially, yeah, they went to look for a right-end. They got Hardy. They're looking for a left-end guy right now. All right, and actually two more great questions, I think. I just feel like there's a lot of doom and gloom about the running back position. Sure. Because the Cowboys do not look well-positioned to get the, the guys that everybody loves. Uh, so Jason wants to know, where do you see David Cobb going? And I feel like I just feel like people tend to forget that there is value at running back beyond these sure there is. four guys. Anyway, David Cobb, what do you all think? I would rather have Mike Davis myself. I know you probably feel differently about that. I would rather have Cobb. Um, uh, you know, the, the testing numbers aren't impressive. A 4-7, yard right. dash. And, it, you know, I, I get that. But the tape. Tape is good. Yeah. And, Tape's not bad. We talk about the Big Ten runners with Tevin Coleman, Melvin Gordon. Right. And all those guys. David Cobb was outstanding for a Minnesota offense where he was the the featured guy. They didn't have a passing game. You know, David, Max Williams was really their passing right, exactly. game. Yeah, with a you bad quarterback. Exactly. Boot. You knew David Cobb was running it up the middle, and it's so refreshing. I've said this before to watch a running back who prefers to run between the tackles. He does. And that's David Cobb. He so does. I think he's going to be in somewhere in that third round mix. Uh, it could be early. It could be late. Really, it might, it might depend on how many running backs go in that second round. Uh, but David Cobb's going to be part, probably part of that third round. Maybe even in the fourth, we'll have to see how the running backs come off the board. I think if the Cowboys go for a stretch running back, not stretch as far as the scheme, if they go for a fourth-round running back, Buck Allen, Buck Allen would be yep. the guy that I think they would go after. In keeping with Dane talking about Big Ten running backs, Corey also wants to know about Jeremy Langford. He's a guy that I thought was pretty impressive at the Senior Bowl. And, I mean, talking later in the draft, obviously. But, again, I think there's value. Ran really fast at the Combine, too. Yeah, the fastest uh, 40 among the running backs. He's a, he's a good player. He's just – I don't know. I, I, there's just hard do to we get have excited a shot about to be any... wrong? Do we have a shot to be wrong about him? Because uh, we're not, we're not, we're not really enthusiastic about the guy. To me, it's hard to get excited about any one part of his game. I, yeah, I think that's what he, I'm saying. He's quality. He's he's a solid back, but I don't get excited about any one part. And, and that yeah. he I like Cobb better than him, to be honest right. with you. Oh, so do I. And I mean, I gave uh, Langford a, a fifth round grade. Yeah. I think that's where he ends up. And I, I, I get he has a speed, but everything else. I don't is think he lacking. plays that fast. It, that too, exactly. I, I mean, you know, there's guys in this draft like the, the the kid, the Miami receiver, that plays fast. You can watch him run and, sure. he, and you know you see it he's one of those guys where I would have never it looked like to me he trained to run fast at the combine to make up for the film that doesn't look like he's running fast I just got a very interesting question based on that conversation I'm going to save it till after Twitter on the 20 but I want to go back to that okay. anyway um, we heard yesterday or, or I think yesterday earlier this week the Cowboys worked out Brett Hundley yeah uh, yep. we've talked a lot about Bryce Petty AJ wants to know would you think that they would take a chance on Hundley at 60 Second round pick. Boy, you like him more than me. Uh, well, I, I gave him a fourth round grade. I don't. Oh, okay. there, there are two players I would take in the top 100 picks this year, and that's the top two: Winston and Mariota. Right. I would not take another quarterback. But th- those three quarterbacks: Brett Hundley, Bryce Petty, and Garrett Grayson. I think they're all. All three of those guys are going to go somewhere in the top 100. So I think See, where, where you have to get them is not worth where they're going to go. I was agonizing about my top 50 list that's going to go out next week. And I was agonizing, and I put Bryce Petty at number forty-nine on my list. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! You so have, you would you, you would have take climbed him. you have climbed the ladder on Mr. Petty over the last. I, month I or just so. you know what? Okay, you know if I if I bust this one, fine. Then I then don't but let me do quarterbacks. You're anymore. you're right. He's going to be drafted I, right now. I have him going to the Rams in, in the early second round. I tell you, the two teams to look at the Saints. And the Rams. Yeah, watch those two teams in the early second round there's, to take Bryce Petty. There's just too many, too many mental traits and physical traits not to take a shot at this guy. That that's just me. Well, and that's okay. the thing with the quarterback position okay. is, I, there, whether or not I, I don't think any of these quarterbacks after the top two are going to be worth where they're they're actually drafted. Drafted. 
but it's it's quarterback position. Yeah. And if you could potentially hit on one of these guys, you're going to be drafted earlier when then where the, then where their the tape says they should be taken. Are you going to rip somebody for drafting one of these guys early? A Mannion or a Petty? Well, if it's, or... if it's Mannion, I will. Because I well, Dane I, hates Mannion. He, he's a priority for agent to me. He's he's hates a strong word. He's he's a Tony Pike. He's uh, I, if he can figure out a way to speed up his process. Mm-hmm. Then I could see it he's the only quarterback. I've said this before that plays under pro center. Style. Yeah, and and, that, and that's a, it's a feather in his cap. But to me, <laughs> I, I, nice try. Basically, <laughs> is what Dane said. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just need more out of my quarterback I, uh, to, to to spend a draft pick on, especially in a top top one hundred. Those are future starters. What if I picked him in the seventh? Well, I, you know, once you get to the sixth and seventh rounds, you know, watch, it, watch my mock draft today. Well, Sean Mannion, I, I I think he might come off the board in the fourth or the fifth. Oh, just sure. We're talking about these quarterbacks. I, I'm with you. They're going to come off the board I'm early and often. I'm with you. All right. Are the last since 2002? Okay. There, oh, there you go. You can throw some numbers at us. There's been 165 <laughs> quarterbacks drafted. How many by the Cowboys? Uh, One. When? Since 2002. One. One. Yeah. One. One. Every other team has drafted at least three. Yeah. Every other team. Some as many as seven or eight. So, it, it could it, Cowboys have to, have to break that streak at some point. I'm could on that, the, I'm could on that the, be the year this year? I'm on the Dustin Vaughn hype train. Dude's the next. Dude's an all-pro. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, where were we? Uh, I'd feel great about taking Hundley in the fourth round, by the way. I don't think really? there's any shot he'd be there. But, I mean, yeah, 127 overall for— Hundley more than in Petty? I I know Petty won't be there in the fourth. Okay. I don't really think Hundley will be either. Anyway, um, he just told you that they're not going to be there. All right, so you know, since we got so much attention for our Adrian Peterson conversation over the last day or <laughs> congratulations so, congratulations on who, that day. Oh uh, yeah, who Rob, exactly? Congratulations. This is I think I mean this kind of goes in line with what we've been talking about. I, I think it's interesting. So Scott says you, your boy Byron Jones is there at twenty-seven. Okay. The Vikings want your first. They want twenty-seven, and they want next year's second. And they'll restructure Peterson's contract, and you can get Peterson. You take Byron, or do you take the deal? Wait, 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 wait okay. Say that again? Sorry, okay. You sound like me trying to explain a trade. The trace. Vikings are willing to restructure Peterson, and they want 27 and next year's two to, to make the oh, trade. Oh, so, so, Peterson? so, so Peterson's Peterson. on the board. At, I can get Peterson for 27. You can, well, you can, you can get Byron Jones. Oh, Byron Jones. Yeah. You can draft Byron Jones at 27, or, or you can give, take it, this, give it up for Adrian Peterson. And next year's two. Oh, and next no, year's two. I'm not doing that. Dane is emphatic. You seem to be sitting there not saying anything. Well, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm hopeful that I could just maybe do it for my one. I just That's not what he said. I know. I know. But I'm just. So it, you say no. It's no that way. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I'm not giving up a first-round pick for Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's, just, that's where I stand on it. Um, but. If I, I if I can give up a second and a fourth, if I but I just I told you, Dane, that I can't at twenty seven. I might be looking at Kendricks might, and Odigi Zawa and but you're people like that. You're looking at Byron. You're looking at Byron. I Jones. like Byron Jones. I like I like Kevin Johnson better. You made Byron your pick in the draft. Guy. I That's did. I like him better. I do like him. <laughs> I do. It's Adrian Pierce. The, you sound the, the, so conflicted no, the, right the, now. The, the two next years got me kind of messed up. That's huh? what. That's where I get kind of. You know, so for a one, if it's just a one, if it's a straight one, I'll give up Byron Jones for Adrian Peterson. Yes, it's not though. So for multiple picks, one of them in the future, you're not. I have it. to give. I ha- why can't I just give them the twenty seventh pick? Because they want more than that. He's a Hall of Fame running back. I don't have to give them a one and a two. All I right, don't let, have to. Let me ask you this: What do you think Jerry would give up? Ooh, oh, I've watched him give up two ones for Joey Galloway. So, so you, don't you, don't tip me. Do you think me. he would give up a one in a future two? Could do that? Well, the, obviously, think, who's the, who's the gentleman? He would. Yeah, who's the gentleman here? Uh, his name is Scott. Scott, he Scott might be with the owner. I'm I'm troubled with that. I think Jerry just would, give I me think, the one. I think Jerry would give up the new facility. I'll tell you one thing three. though. He hates he hates sitting there without picks. He, yeah. I mean, I've seen oh, him do it. There's it's nothing the worse thing than giving in the up world. Picks. Yeah, there, uh. there's nothing worse than sitting there knowing you gave right. up. Yeah, no more. All right, we we spent enough time on the purple one. Uh, Cowboys blog. Oh, legal not involved here today, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> it's been an interesting morning. Uh, all right. Defensive tackle yeah. has not been. This is from Cowboys blog. Uh, defensive tackle, they didn't bring any in. It right. really does not seem like it's an emphasis. Yeah. I mean, is it is it dumb to think that? I mean, do they feel that good about the guys no. on this roster? No. They want a, they want a more athletic. Uh, they want a more athletic Nick Hayden. But they're not going to take one at 27. But do you think they'll take one anywhere? Do you think a defensive tackle will be in this draft class? I would take uh, Nunes Roaches if it was me. 
I just, it, it's stunning to or, me to or think Jarrett, that. Or Jarrett, Grady Jarrett. I'd take Grady Jarrett. Yep, so How I. many years in a row has tackle been a knee? And, like, they drafted Ken Bishop last year, but that hardly counts. I mean, that's Ken eight Bishop, picks away Ken from Bishop the end of the draft. Ken Bishop is a nice rotational player that might not dress every week. But it's, it's stunning to me to think that you could go, like, three years without addressing the position in the top they, 100. They really do like uh, Terrell McClain. They yeah, really I mean, do like Terrell McClain. He flashed. Yeah, and that's where that's where I think, you know, and, and out there I know fans are going, oh, Terrell McClain, what? But to me, if you're going to go draft a guy, Nunes Roaches or, or Jarrett, one of those guys would be perfect for how they want to play their scheme. I mean, but I'm talking, the, they, you know, maybe not at the – maybe those guys are more threes. Yeah. But, right. you know, if the one – I just don't – Talking to Marinelli, it's all about pass rush with him. Yeah. If you can't rush the passer at one, he he's not he doesn't want you, but they want I know that for a fact they want a more athletic one technique. As, and that might be McLean. As a writer, I've got no beef with Terrell McLean, but I hate having to differentiate between two McLeans. It's terrible. Bro. Uh, anyway, Ro, Ro McLean, Ro, Ro McLean, and T McLean. Justin wants to know. This is I mean I don't care what you say. This is your pet cat. Uh, <laughs> With Frank Clark's baggage. Oh, wait a minute now. With Frank Clark's baggage, where do you see the Cowboys taking him? If you don't know, he was kicked off Michigan's program in the fall for uh, domestic violence arrest. Got into a, a skirmish with his girlfriend, I think. Yeah, well, she, uh, it's not like she was fighting back, too. And it's, it's, sounds, not like it's, it's not like it was a two-way fight. I mean, we're probably talking about a first or second-round talent that's now being talked second about. Second-round, Dane? Oh, yeah. Talent-wise? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, where, the way he can push the pocket. Make a call here. Where are you comfortable with this guy well, being taken? Where am I comfortable or where he's going to be drafted? Where's he going to be drafted? I First. Think, I think there's a good chance he ends up in a third. Yeah. I right. had him, I, I mocked him. I had mocked him before in the seventh. Yeah. I put him in the fourth this time around. Yeah. Third, fourth round. I think that's that's where he's going to end up you, going. The guy who sits in that chair, that, that uh, first office inside the draft room, Yeah, he, he is a fan. Uh, Frank Clark. It, it, with he Frank, will figure out a way to get Frank Clark. Last week it came down that those domestic violence charges are being dropped. Yeah. So well, that's, it, a, that's a big step. Something happened. Well, I'm not, right. I, something happened. Right. Something happened. But the fact that those charges are being dropped, that that helps his cause. Uh, you know, Teams have done a lot of research on this kid. Uh, he's talented. There's no question about it. Watch the Michigan tape. But Holy smokes. Again, there's there's some baggage here because it's more than just that. There's there's some stuff in his past that uh, you, know, you have to look at, too. So... Uh, it's a tough player. Third? I, I think he ends up going, you know. I'm proud of you for saying that. Well, it's where I think he ends up going. I, I, I gave him, me personally, I gave him a fifth. Yeah. That's where I would feel comfortable taking yeah. him. But I don't think he's going to last that long. If yeah. he goes off the board in the third, would you acknowledge the pick as a good one? If you're sitting I, in a war room like I used to do, we, we, you know, we, I used to sit there when somebody would take somebody and I'd go, damn good pick. Good that, I'd say it to myself. Way to know, go, sure. Jets. Yeah, yeah, good pick. Uh, potentially, yes. I, I, and that's a, I mean, I'm riding the fence there, but. The thing is, we is, don't want you to ride the fence. I, but with a player like this, with his history of baggage, with not one incident, not two incidents. There's a couple incidents, you know, more than two. Uh, there's concern, a, a wait and see approach. With okay, it. I at some point, I and I know it's not the Boy Scouts, yada yada yada, all that good stuff. I get it, but at some point, I think you got to worry about stuff like that. Especially, you signed Hardy. Your backup running back's been in some trouble with the same type of stuff. You know, I would feel comfortable taking him in the fifth. I you would, become really a – you bother me now You gotta, as a general manager. You just, I'm not a general manager. No, no, That's but, the you, whole point. but you bother me in this little game we play. You know, where we try and, I think you, you know, you have to leave, that surprises a, you have me. To leave an iota of, like, conscience and all that stuff, I think. I mean, you're talking. You gotta have guts, and you know what you're, to, to run a team. I'm, you do. I'm terrified. You, have a, you have to have guts. The locker room culture here has been transformed so by Jason your Garrett. Head coach. Well, I'm terrified that they're. I'm terrified they're gonna ruin it because they're take. I mean, you start taking too many chances, and all of a sudden, your Sterling locker room is not so Sterling. I, he's not wrong. Anyway, it's head just, coach makes five million dollars a year. Figure right, well, it out. Remember, him, every every player has it. a different story. Every player you have to take. You know, with a with a different perspective yeah. about where they come from, I feel, what happened, all the all the details. I right. feel comfortable in the fifth or later. I think he probably will go higher than that. Yeah, anyway, uh, last one. Yeah, last one. Junior. All right, Tevin Coleman blew people away with his 40 time uh, in Indiana. I mean, the thought of him lasting to 60 seems laughable. Yeah. With that in mind, would you trade your third-round pick a la Demarcus Lawrence to move up into the set, higher into the second round and, and draft him. The question of the day. I think that's something that uh, we need to talk about because it's a, a possibility because that's what they might have to do to get their running back. Um, and with Tevin Coleman, 
forget the 40 time. I, uh, it was it was the scouts I talked to was in the mid four fours, which is good. It's a great 40 time, but it's not like he's going to be moving up the board now. I, I got the time. It was it was four four two. Yeah, not bad. You're not taking him at 27, at least in my opinion. I, I don't think that 40 time pushes him into the conversation at 27. But I do think it's worth talking about moving up from 60 into the top 50, maybe in the top 40, right. to make sure you get him um, and. and Talk about that running back run. It's unpredictable where you could never it start. Know. So yeah. I think it's a possibility. I agree. Sounds- That's not changing my mind. I know we have all have our pet cat running backs. Coleman, to me, was always going to be a guy that was a second-round player. I was praying he would get to 60. I don't believe he gets to 60 if you If you told me that you're definitely getting your running back that you feel good about that's good enough to be the one or two immediately, yeah. I would do it. But I feel leery about drafting at 45 and then not picking again until 127. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. Scaredy general manager. I am I'm a scaredy cat. That's why I, that's why I don't get paid the big bucks. All right, everybody, thank you so much bucks. for uh allowing us to answer your questions. We really do appreciate that. Uh we will come back and uh take some of your calls. Uh we want to do a rapid fire sex uh segment. Uh we love to get your calls as well. 888-855-2297. We'll be back from the SWBC Mortgage Studios right after these messages. I'm former Dallas Cowboy Everson Walls. As a four-time Pro Bowl player, I know the determination and will it takes to win. That's why when you've been hurt or injured in an accident, you need to call attorney Domingo Garcia. I've known Domingo since high school. When you need a Tejano Tough attorney, call Domingo Garcia. 1-800-LEY-9999. That's 1-800-LEY-9999. I'm Domingo Garcia. Call us now for a free consultation. 1-800-LEY-9999. While the AT&T distributed antenna system is up and running for the start of this Renaissance Fair. They could have used the nation's most reliable 4G LTE network in medieval times. Yeah, say you're hanging out with a fair maiden and an evil warlock at the old tavern. You could post a group photo. Wrong. A fair maiden and an evil warlock would never hang out together. Want to get a giant turkey leg? Yay. AT&T, building you a better network. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Reliability claim based on analysis of independent third-party data regarding national carriers 4G LTE. 4G LTE not available everywhere. Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine brings you behind-the-scenes coverage with in-depth player stories, entertaining columns, a pull-out poster, and, of course, your Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Subscribe now and get 32 issues throughout the year, including our season breakdown and the stunning cheerleader swimsuit issue. Star is delivered to your door for only $39.95 per year or go digital for just $14.99 a year through our free star magazine app call 1-877-NFC-BOYS today hungry for more Cowboys excitement well get a taste of this Papa John's Cowboys 20 when the Cowboys score 20 points or more you score 50% off your entire Papa John's order the next day just order online at PapaJohns.com with promo code Cowboys 20 when it comes to a great deal on great pizza Papa John's points the way Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. Limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. This This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here at the Draft Show, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, Kent Garrison, uh, talking with you all things draft. Uh, We've talked about um, Dane's uh, book, as well. You said CBS. There's a link on CBS uh, Sports to get Yes, and thanks to Greg on Twitter for pointing this out. Uh, If you go to CBS Sports, go to the draft under under NFL, go to the draft tab. Uh, There's a link right there at the top um, to to get my draft book. Uh, So an easy way to do it if you don't have Twitter. And then also, I will tweet out too a a link for for our Star Magazine. You can also go up to uh, Shop Cowboys uh, has it as well. You can find it uh, right there and uh, go from there. Another thing I want to announce too, Derek Eagleton, uh, who is boss. the boss man from uh, from the break, uh, agreed to allow us to have an extended. Now, we're going to get to next week. We'll give you the schedule when we're going to have more draft shows, probably leading up to the draft. But we're also going to cover uh, all the picks. We're going to cover the entire draft from the first pick to the last pick uh, here from the studio. Uh, like I said, an extended draft show. Uh, myself. Uh, Bill Jones, Dane Brugler, David Hellman will be rolling in every once in a while. Nick Eatman, and there'll be a lot of guys. Uh, we're gonna have Jeff, yes! we're gonna have Jeff Cavanaugh That's from awesome. one, from 105.3, and then Kevin, Kevin Turner. So there'll be, you know, we're gonna get a lot of different perspectives. We'll have some guests um, in uh, from the, you know, from the coaching staff, maybe the scouting staff. 
uh, maybe some player or two come in and, and give you some insight. But uh, we will cover from pick one to the last pick, which I think is 250, 256. Wait, I hear all the time on Twitter how I wish there was an alternative to ESPN, right. NFL Network. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah, ding. this is it. Yeah, if you want to, you can like listen on. We'll have the War Room Camp stuff too, all that. All the bells. Probably have the like ESPN feed on here. Absolutely. Somewhere. All the bells and whistles to, uh, and, and, you know, and some of the best analysis again you know with with Dane's knowledge with what we've done uh, what myself done with the uh, studying these players with Kavanaugh with uh, Kevin you know Bill Jones everybody who studies this draft we're, we're going to just bring it to you uh, you know pick by pick and 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 give you some real analysis that instant analysis too and, yeah, yeah exactly no time to think yeah. about it, it's just instant be, it's reaction. real nice real nice to go to Dane's book or to our draft guide here and figure it out but uh, we'll be able to talk about it instantly so it's such a fun night man like I know I get cynical and jaded, yeah. and I like I, I the NFL tries to monetize everything, yeah. and rightfully so. Because, yeah. but I mean, it is fun doing the first round on that Thursday night where oh, it's it's a blast. nobody's doing anything. Like everybody's got work the next day, so nobody's out like they were on a like they usually are on a Saturday, you know. So, well, Kelsey Charles is going to have a big party. We got to talk about Kelsey Charles's party that yeah. she's going to have draft day party That's, for three days. Too. Yeah, <laughs> wow, we have a high drop. Absolutely, one more time, Kent. Of course, we have a high drop. Do another. Here. Do it again. Hi. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, she's going to have a draft party. So we'll get all that information out, too. So big happenings here around the Dallas Cowboys with the draft. But we're excited to have our little group uh, cover the draft that way. So without further ado, we always turn the show over to you guys so you can answer, ask your questions. We'll try and give you our best answers. So I will turn the show to Kent. Garrison, Kent, what do we got? Yes, Sean in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We're doing great. What's your question? Uh, how's it going, guys? Great show. Great show. Um, I was wondering, let's just say the Cowboys address the need at corner in the first round with maybe like a guy like Kevin Johnson or Marcus Peters. And considering the amount of compository picks that we have next year, do you see the Cowboys possibly using a good number of those to move up in the second round to maybe get a running back? What do you guys think? Great show. Thank you. Cowboys don't they don't they have don't. any compensatory picks in this draft, and you're not allowed to trade compensatory. Trade yeah, you can't trade those. And I'll, I mean, I think he was talking about next year, which they don't have those anyway. Yeah, they don't. But I was talking to I was talking some uh, I was talking to one of the pro guys about this. Right now, without adding anybody, they've got three. Yeah, that right. they think about. So when you talk about just adding bodies, and maybe adding a swing tackle or something like that, they want to try and keep that number where they get three. I gotta believe that. Uh, you figure one of those a third rounder. I gotta believe yeah. that the that Murray is gonna net them, you know, a, a top third, top yeah. hundred. Yeah, pick, that, maybe? Abs- yeah. Well, it could very well be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, there usually are about four or five in the third round. Third at round the, pitch, at the end of that yeah. Third round. So, and I think I mean, for Demarco Murray, first based, team All Pro, and it's based on money too. Yeah, and, and the money that Demarco got. Right, I think there's the first a good one. Chance. The first one will come at ninety-seven in this draft. Right, that's New England. So I right. think they I think they could be in line to get one of those. Yeah, I think there's a good chance to Marco Murray. And that's, yeah. and that's something to watch uh, at this time next year. Uh, you know, will it be a third or a fourth? I think a good chance. It's a but third. they're conscious about just adding a guy. It just to, they don't want to mess up that number because they got right. three right now. Uh, and that's right. that's it's refreshing to hear that. Absolutely, Guess yeah. that the good teams do. True Blue in California. True Blue, what you got? Yeah. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, how's it going? All right. Yeah, I just had a question about uh, the first pick. I think we should pick that uh, that Hunter guy from LSU. What do you guys think? Okay. Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter. Interesting, because he is a guy Cowboys have shown some interest in. True. Visit guy. What's his value? Is it a second round? Do they see him as a second round player? It, it, if all the first round players are off the board by 27, is he a player you consider there? Is he on the same plane as uh, Odigizua for you? Right. I, I would take me personally. They brought in Eli Harold. Right. Mm-hmm. I would take Eli Harold over him. Uh, I would take Odigi over him. Uh, those are the two guys that kind of in that same bottle of wine. You know, I mean, we could talk about. Uh, Dupree and those guys up there that I think they brought in that they're probably if you trade it up to get, but I would be more comfortable taking, and I'm an LSU guy, and I know uh, you're an LSU yeah. guy, and you probably have a better thought about him than I do. I wouldn't touch him at 27, yeah. but you could talk me into it at 60. I actually talked to somebody on the coaching staff about him uh, yesterday, and uh, you know I was dogging him. I'm an LSU fan. He had one and a half sacks in yeah. his last year. Just really um, straight up, he's a rush. he's a physical freak, right? But physically looking, doesn't yeah. have the production to right. show. But this uh, he made a great. He was like he's twenty years old, yeah, and uh, that's a pretty good point. Doesn't I mean, twenty one until October. If that's you fair. could, if you could get him 
For, I wouldn't take him in the first round, but if he's there at 60, I would take him yeah. on potential. And I think there's a good chance he lands somewhere in that second round because of that potential. And, yeah, you mentioned it uh, with the sack and the production. Four and a half sacks over 23 starts is not what you want no. at that position. No. no. But you look, you know, that's one that's one piece of paper. You look on the other piece of paper, which is combine stats with, uh, you know, a four five seven forty, Sure. 34 and a quarter inch arms. Uh, it's you know it, it looks the part on paper. So uh, people people love to compare him to JPP. I mean it's yeah. an easy it's an easy comparison. Yeah. But I think even JPP was more accomplished in college than yeah. Hunter for sure. He was yeah. Kent Sam in San Antonio, you're up. Hey fellas, uh, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to go ahead and ask you uh, this question. You know I know you might have mentioned of course there's going to be a run on on cornerbacks uh, possibly before the Cowboys even have, you know get an opportunity to go ahead and grab one if you will. Uh, let's say there's no first-round cornerbacks there, and obviously guys like Gurley are gone. Uh, would it be fair to go ahead and ask, you know, should the Cowboys direct their attention maybe even to, you know, beefing up the, the – paying the same attention to the defensive line that they did with the offensive line? Yeah. I hope that would improve the secondary because there's no guarantee that Carr's going to be gone. Maybe they can still work out a, a pay cut or a restructured deal by June 1st. Right. And hoping that that would help him play better. And then by improving the defensive line, you get improved play from your secondary. I want to get your thoughts on that, fellas. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of what we were talking about. Who yeah. is that guy? Is it is it Harold O'Diggy? You know, to me, that's where you're going to – if 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 the corners are wiped out, the runners are wiped out, I think it's going to come down to a linebacker or a – defensive end and let's say the trade options aren't very appealing you're not you know the phone's no. not buzzing so you, no. you, you have to pick a 27 let me throw a name at you what do you think about him at 27 mario edwards jr out of florida state his stock has skyrocketed since that fsu pro day i would do a cartwheel out of this studio right now if you let me do that last year if you if you said at 27 the yep. problem i'm running into with him is that you know, I've seen in God, this bothers scouts so much because you're taught if you've seen it one time, you'll see it again. Right. And I saw uh, like a national championship game last year, you know, where he was awesome against Auburn. Yeah. He, right, Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson, right. who I really liked, Greg Robinson. My number two overall. And I, I would say this that if I knew that I was going to get that player, I would, I would be all over that right now. Now, again, that would be. Do I like him better than Harold and Odiggy? I can't say that I do. I can't say that I do. But, if, again, if that guy was two years ago, I would be all in on that one. Jason Lockenfora wrote, I think on Monday, that don't be surprised if he goes at 11. Like He and, said he could go in the teens, and yeah. that's something that yeah. – Well, that's that's Minnesota at 11, <laughs> yeah. Cleveland at 12, New Orleans at 13. It's I mean, and Grant, I mean, he's dropped something like 30 pounds since the start of his last give, year. Give it, a lot of cr- of it does. It, it's one of those things oh, no, where you're yeah, trying to – You're absolutely. trying to – You're projecting – If he would have stayed the same weight throughout – But I've said it before on this show. He was a big tub of you-know-what. Mm-hmm. And big old rear. And, you know, if he was playing inside, you would go <laughs> – Want okay. to get a drop of that. Well, yeah, at, the, at one point you thought, oh, he right might be now, a better three technique. Fat. Yeah, right now, Coach, he's too fat. Or he was too fat. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and that's – what's going to happen after you start giving him, you know, million-dollar paychecks? Is he going to be – you know, is, does he have the incentive to... I love your idea. I do. I love your idea. I just am scared to death. Now I'm playing you where I'm scared oh. to death. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate because I I think there's a good chance he ends up in the first round and he might be in the conversation for this team at 27. There are some surprises. When that when that Tennessee tackle went off the board last year to Miami at uh, – Juan James. Yeah. yeah, I was like going, okay. Well, and that's that's the beauty of the draft yeah, because yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, they don't care what we think. Team. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. They don't care. You could have you know Ted Thompson in this room, one of the yeah. best GMs in the league, and doesn't matter what he thinks. All yeah. it takes is one team to like a player. Yeah. And, you know, with Mario Edwards, I you know have it in my report. He's a top 40 talent in this draft. Yeah. But when you factor in everything, I, I just have a tough time taking him in the first. I have a tough time taking him in the second. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep the weight in line. Man. Mm. I want to I want to clarify. Like, we've talked a lot about cornerback. And I remember last year, you know, and I still feel this way. I think the the easiest way to make a secondary better is to improve the pass rush. Right. I think the reason that at least I've been focused more on cornerback during the lead up to this draft is just that I feel better about what might be there as far as cornerbacks than I do pass. I think rushers. the quality of player will be there. The quality of corner. That's why I asked early in the program. 
is that where you're saying, okay, is that really the deepest position in the first round? If you're one of these teams, is like, okay, I don't want a, I don't want a Randy Gregory, maybe, right? You know, yeah, I would rather take a Kevin Johnson, exactly. who I think could be. I think I, I don't want an Eli Harold, maybe, yeah, right? Or that's like exactly take, what I'm know. trying to say. I feel better about these corners than the guys that'll be there. As far, as, I mean, yeah. if you told me that's I could have, I, yeah, that's what I was trying to convey. If I you mean, told me it, I could have Leonard Williams, absolutely. You, kinda, but he won't you guys be there. were kind of shooting me down though when I was talking about maybe these corners will be all gone. Oh no, everybody's looking chance. at me like, whoa, hey, oh, no, Brian. I, I just think it's a better chance that I mean, there's enough of them there. Is what I'm saying, as opposed to one running back yeah kent going overseas now to roman in germany all right roman, roman. international talk hi guys hello um i heard you talking about jeremy langford a few minutes ago and i have to tell you i'm a huge fan of him okay and to me he looks a lot like demarco murray okay in his tough running uh, his versatility, catching the ball out of the backfield, being able to pass protect, having great vision, and uh, also after the combine, I compared those uh, the results of his and Murray, and they are pretty much the same. So, to me, he's like a really good fit for the Cowboys' offense. So, uh, yeah, I hang up now and listen to what you have to say about that. Okay, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate you making the time uh, to do that. Can I just say how awesome it is oh, that a guy with a German accent telling us about a fifth-round running back? <laughs> Football's the best. Yeah. Football, I mean, I love soccer, but you can't beat football, man. Yeah. It's, we're worldwide out here. You know, I, I didn't see, and, and I again, thank you so much for the call, I, I didn't see that explosiveness I didn't see the quickness. I'm just looking through my notes. You know, I didn't see a guy that can run himself out of trouble. I thought he was more of a plotter. Uh, you know, I don't think I would describe. Maybe DeMarco Murray is a plotter the way he runs a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I just I didn't see. Murray was a guy who could turn the corner. Don't see it with this guy. Uh, vision, balance, I agree uh, with him on that. But, you know, I, I just I didn't see. I mean, the, the one game I looked at, better shifty runs against Ohio State. I actually, this is what I wanted to bring up back during Twitter on the 20, and I, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. When they drafted Joseph Randall in the fifth round yeah. in 2013, we were sold on him being Murray's primary backup, the guy who was expected to carry some of the load immediately. Right. I mean, I'm not remembering that wrong, right? Right. So it just seems like, I mean, obviously Murray's gone. I realize that, but... It's like if you, you know, there's this emphasis that if you don't get your guy by 60, you're screwed, basically. And I don't really know that I buy that because we're, I mean, we were talking about Randall two years ago as a guy that you could count on as a rookie. And so I'm like, people are, or maybe we're yeah. losing sight of the fact that you can get value that, better, that late in the draft. Better and, players. And I guess that's my point. How much better with better. Randall than some of these that's guys? There's better guys. He's talking about Cobb and guys like that. I think right. there's better Randall's. Randall better than Cobb? Randall Cobb? Ha, ha, ha. No, When it comes to Lankford, look, I... I'm, I didn't mean... I mean, this isn't specifically about Jeremy Lankford. I didn't mean to imply that it was. Right, no. Well, and just back to, you know, the caller's question about about Lankford. I, he's a good player, and the production's there. He rushed for almost 3,000 yards um, yeah, the last two years at Michigan State. Right. But I, I don't... I, one of the big things for running backs, at least for me, I want to see what you do after initial contact. Right. And with Langford, I don't see that. I don't. I, he doesn't consistently run behind his pads uh, where he can, you know, be have an impact. Um, and he doesn't have the, the the strength or the quickness I see with Murray either. But I don't know with Langford. I I see more of fifth round guys basically. See what and, and the comparison he's making though, because I was reading through my notes, there was times where you saw Demarco Murray line up as a receiver. Right. We have Lankford doing the same the games I did, Oregon, Nebraska, and Ohio State. So we're going to take one more call, and then we've got to say goodbye for the day. Kent, what do you got? Sean in New York. Sean, you're the last caller. What you got? Yes, I want to know your guys' opinion about if we take the 27th pick, the running back from Indiana, Coleman, and with the 60th pick, uh, Randall from Arizona State, if we was, if you guys would be happy with those two picks. I want you guys' opinion on that. Thanks okay. a lot. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. 
I would be very happy with that. Well, I tell you what, as the <laughs> president would. of the fan club of Tevin Coleman, are you comfortable taking him at 27? You know what? It, it might it might come down to having to do that. Yes, I am because he's my second best running back. You know, and I, I just he's said, in my top 50. I just I, mean, I just so. said you can find value later on, but I keep thinking about Travis Frederick and what we talked about way back at the beginning. For all intents and purposes, is this not a second round pick? No, no, you're absolutely right. It is. It's a second round pick. If you got a second round grade on the guy, if you think he's your guy. I'm okay take, with that. Just take him. There's some guys I wouldn't be comfortable with, but maybe I, I would. I would rather take him. Okay, they're gonna. They're gonna. If they, I, I just said this, I think they're gonna take Kendricks or Odiggy. I would be more comfortable taking a guy like Coleman than I would Kendricks or Odiggy. Where's Coleman on your top fifty? Coleman is twenty-five, maybe. Okay, so for you, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. That's right, I'm a homer. Right, right. I'm there. a big homer. Well, no, if, if that's what your eyes tell you. If that, you, that's it. If you overpay for Coleman or Ajayi and they run for a thousand, Ajayi's not too far care. behind, by the way. Nobody's. Gonna I put care. him only a couple. Uh, he should stuff. be twenty-four. He's not. <laughs> you know, he's damn well he's not. The J train. The J train. All right, he's good back though. And Randall at sixty, he's not going to make it there, but I take yeah, him at sixty. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. A good player. Okay, that's all the time we have. We will be uh, inside six days. Yeah. Of the draft, damn. we've already had a first round when uh, we. Uh, Get back. Well, no, we have one we week. Have another another Don't week. Don't try to make it. I'm trying to make it. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to get in here. Yeah. I'm trying to get here. So thanks to everybody out there that called. Thanks to everybody that uh, tweeted us questions. Uh, thank you for being a part of our show and making it what it is. Uh, make sure, again, you're looking at Dane's draft guide, also Star Magazine. Uh, make sure you follow all these guys on Twitter. A lot of information going around. So for Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, I'm Brian Bross. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next week on The Draft Show.